Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James, and today we are going over the episode Unvetted. So, early in the morning, Roger's asleep. That's how we begin. So, Blythe then sneaks in, and Roger is dreaming about landing Air Force One for the president. Keep in mind, this is still 2015 when this aired. So, he smells something, and he thinks it's the engine being on fire. And Blythe tries to wake him up, but he karate chops away the problem to protect the president. He then realizes he knocked uh, some breakfast onto Blythe. Blythe cleans it off and offers it to him anyway. And she also gives Roger some airplane slippers, which he pretends to fly with his feet up. It's really, it's a great scene so far. Roger then thinks something is up because Blythe is usually nice, but she's being extra nice. And I love that little touch. I love that little touch. Because it is, it understands its characters perfectly in that moment. So he's worried she did something bad. Blythe says it's nothing. But then asks if she can quit school for a year to live on Mount Gigantor. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh. <laughs> so... So my friends and I watched one episode of this old black and white anime called Gigantor about a kid who controls a giant robot named Gigantor. It keeps getting mentioned and throughout this episode I couldn't help but think of like that every time I remembered that this place is called Mount Gigantor. <laughs> Like, I I have to mention it because, like, I don't think anyone else who's listening to this, like, knows or cares enough about Gigantor. Meanwhile, my roommate has a Gigantor shirt. So, I can't not mention it. I just have to mention that because we did this and it keeps being brought up and my friend has a shirt of it 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 just I don't want to say ruined but I mean that's the only adjective that seems to work I I mean they might say improved because you know, it's Gigantor. But it's Gigantor. Like, no no one in the target audience is going to make that connection. And I don't even think this was on purpose. It's just a coincidence that the stars have aligned. And every time I hear Mount Gigantor, I hear the Gigantor theme. Which, you know what? No, I'm going to play a little bit of it for you right here. Just, just for fun. Bigger than big, taller than tall. Quicker than quick, stronger than strong. 
So that's Gigantor. Uh, yeah, now, now you know about it. So, back to the episode. Roger is a bit stunned by this, but Blaith explains that Mona Autumn did it, and she is the head of Tre Blase. Blaith continues and says she wants to do this and has a seven-point presentation about it, but Roger says yes. But only with him, and for one night only. Blythe tries to make it longer, but she settles on the one night only and says, You drive a hard bargain, and they shake on it, and this entire scene is adorable. It is just adorable. So, <clears throat> meanwhile, Blythe then uh, excitedly tells Mrs. Trombley about her trip to Mount... Gigantor, oh boy, every time I read Gigantor, it's just going to be, it's just going to be that, but then Mrs. Twombly informs Blaith that Mrs. Owens asked if they could board Russell for the night, and it's the, it just so happens to coincide with the, like, trip to Mount Gigantor. Mrs. Owens wanted to do an all-night bingo night, and Mrs. T was hoping Blythe could stay with Russell because Mrs. T also wants to hit up all-night bingo. Uh, so, Blythe asks uh, her to ask Mrs. Owens uh, if they could take Russell with her and her dad to Mount Gigantor. And... You know, Russell seems like he can take care of himself, but I guess that might also be illegal in this city? State? I don't know. Also, a nice bit of continuity, because, like, they mentioned Mrs. Owens in uh, uh, Senior Day as Russell's owner. So that's a nice bit of continuity. So then Blythe goes into the pet shop, and Zoe asks her to hide Zoe. Because Mrs. Tomley is taking her to the vet. So, meanwhile, Roger and Blythe and Russell are heading to Mount Gigantor. And Roger is tired because he woke up early. And Blythe is excited. And that's why Roger woke up early. Russell is excited as well. And he wants to see goats that stick to the sides of mountains with their sticky feet. Blythe says that that can't be true. But Russell says that mountain goats do exist. Zoe and him saw it on the Animal Channel. Mountain goats do exist. But we'll get to that. So Blythe then wonders how Zoe is doing with her vet appointment. Meanwhile, Zoe is resisting, but Mrs. Tomley is pulling her to the vet. And Mrs. Tomley insists that it's only a checkup. And that this vet is the best. Otherwise, they wouldn't be allowed on Littlest Pet Street. So this is cool. She's already started construction. And she's made a building on Littlest Pet Street so far. Arguably a very important one. Although, you might want an actual hospital close by. 
because if the whole idea is about humans and pets interacting, like like an actual hospital that like pets can visit their owners while they're you know in the hospital like might be useful i guess it's a little unorthodox and maybe a little unsanitary but i mean we're we're talking about the universe of the littlest pet shop there's not much that's not unorthodox but either way this is cool and uh, when they enter, Zoe calms down because this place actually looks good. So the vet arrives, welcoming Mrs. Trombley and introducing himself to Zoe. So another way this episode is slightly ruined for me is that the vet looks and acts sort of like Dr. Jallo. So, so far... It's my friends and Retsu Prey who have ruined this episode for me. Because this vet is literally Dr. Jallo. It's not the same voice actor. I looked it up. But it it is roughly... Like, it's a good approximation. And he just also kind of looks like Jallo a little bit. Dr. Jallo here. He also sounds like that. It is not him. We've already been over this, but just to give you an idea if you're unfamiliar. So, uh, Zoe is a little unimpressed, and Dr. Jallo hits on Mrs. Twombly and asks her to fill out some paperwork. So he says she won't panic, but then looks at the drill, the scissors, and the syringes, and then panics. She steps off the patient's table and falls, but is caught by another dog. He introduces himself as Dr. Handsome Face, the real pet doctor here, and Zoe is immediately smitten. Dr. Handsome Face begins his personal checkup and sticks a popsicle stick. There's a, probably a technical term for that, but I don't know what it is, and asks for Zoe's name. Zoe says... I knew it when I came in here. Ah, Zoe. And then Dr. Handsome Face says that there's an unusual growth on Zoe's head. Zoe says, you mean my hat? But is then so taken with Dr. Handsome Face that she says, I've been meaning to get that growth checked out. So at Mount Gigantor, they, they arrive at base camp. They check out the store, which has snow globes and more snow globes. Roger says that they even have a snow globe of a guy pointing at snow globes. Russell asks about a guide, and Blythe says Mona didn't have one. Russell asks about advice, and Blythe says Mona didn't have that either. Russell asks the obvious, if Mona jumped off a bridge, would you? Blythe retorts, if she had a permit and a safety harness, then yes, which Russell is impressed with. Blythe says that we don't need a guide, and Roger agrees. He thinks that this is quality father-daughter time. He then hugs Blythe, but then gets uh, stuck with Russell's quills and is reminded of his existence painfully. So Roger wants to go, but he charges into a snowbank, and I am kind of wondering if he can get out based on the events of... uh, What was it called? 
it uh jeez i i don't know i'm gonna look it up right about snowstarman there it is sorry about that just needed to get that out there so zoe's back at the pet shop and says that she's got it bad the other girl pets giggle with glee and penny asks how cute is he and asks for a comparison Zoe says, me, but he's more handsome than cute. And the girls giggle even more. Vinny and Sunil try to impress as well, but seemingly fail. Pepper asks if they're jealous, but they kind of brush it off unconvincingly. Zoe wonders how he's going to ever see him again, since she only goes in for checkups. Vinny points out that you can go in if you're sick or if you're hurt, and Zoe calls Vinny a genius, and Pepper says those two don't go together. Zoe asks, who wants to hurt her? So at Mount Gigantor, Blythe is concerned. Russell says, if you're worried about measuring up to Mona, I say you're doing good. Blythe asks if they've passed this, like, craggly crag before. And Roger says that he has a map, which he loses. Blythe then says they have food, which they don't. And Rogers says that they have their sleeping gear, but he loses that too. So, the pets then get the attention of Mrs. Tombly, who comes in and sees that Zoe is unwell. She takes her to the vet and tells them that young me is going to come in to watch them. Pepper then compliments Zoe's acting and saying like she's good at faking sick essentially or whatever so meanwhile Blythe is trying to calm herself down on Mount Gigantor and Russell also tries to calm her down and Roger says he's found a good place to build a shelter like he says walk this way and he does like an exaggerated walk and Blythe shrugs and also does the exaggerated walk Good, cute little uh, young Frankenstein reference there. So, Roger points out that he's been watching a survivalist show. Uh, I forgot the name, but it stars a man named Dirk Durkins. And with his tough guy tricks, he can salvage any situation. For instance, because he watches so much Dirk Durkins, Roger knows how to turn a sapling into a snare for food. But it hits him... And Roger says that that never happens to Dirk. So, like, Roger is straight up okay with just, like, killing an animal. <laughs> and Blythe does not raise objections on that side either. Like, I mean, it hadn't gotten to that point. But, I don't know, it's... It's weird. I didn't think about this during writing. But I guess this is just a... A thing that... Like, you would still eat meat in this universe. Maybe it's synthetic? I think I went over that one before. But no, this is actual meat. Unless, like, the mountain is populated by synthetic animals. Then it really is, uh, like, Blade Runner or do androids dream, or do and yeah, do androids dream of electric sheep, or Westworld, Westworld but for animals. 
that's that's a thing I don't I don't know this this whole thing is odd but we'll go with it meanwhile Dr. Jallo checks Zoe and says she appears to be fine and he goes to check with Mrs. Tombley Dr. Handsome Face comes back and Zoe instantly goes back into Gaga mode Dr. Handsome Face tells Zoe to cross her eyes and count backwards from W. Zoe does and messes up. Like, I don't know. I forgot exactly how. Like, she starts with W, but then goes forward to X. And I think there's, like, like neither a number nor a letter in there at some point. It's, it's a weird... So, Dr. Handsome Face asks Zoe how she's feeling, and Zoe says, dizzy, weak in the knees, and then uh, she compliments him by saying, he's so smart and handsome. He isn't smart, as evidenced by the line, your tear duct has cross-irrigated with your food hole. So he says, that's drool, but then listens to him, because he's so, so, so handsome. He says, rub a sock on your head and call me in the morning. So he says that doesn't make sense. But then it does make sense because he's the doctor. So does, like, Russell have a point? Like, like at least when it comes to Zoe? Because, like, I don't know. Like, we, we've seen Pepper when she's infatuated. And she just freaks out hard and punches people. Like, Zoe is doing what Russell, like, said every girl would do in her story. So, granted that, like, not all of the girls would do that, but Zoe seems very much inclined to doing that. And it is... It's just peculiar to see that, like, Russell is at least somewhat right on this front but whatever so Dr. Jallo comes out he does have a name and it's listed in the credits I will just prefer to say Dr. Jallo because well I don't know I have it in my notes and they don't say it in the episode at all I don't think I would have noticed or maybe I was too infatuated with the, the concept of Dr. Jallo here to listen for a name. So he comes back in and sees that Zoe's looking all right and takes her out. And he says that Zoe is lucky, but Zoe doesn't seem to think so. And she sighs about not seeing Dr. Handsome Face. So then a song comes on. It is a shared song between Zoe and Russell about their different plots. Zoe talks about wanting to pursue love, and Russell is about, like, triumph of the spirit on Mount Gigantor. So Zoe keeps faking injuries and sicknesses to get back to the vet, while bad things keep happening to Russell, Blythe, and Roger. The song itself is good, but... I don't know. I, I kind of find this episode a little boring. Not as bad as last time, but... It just has the problem of, like, it's just story beats I've seen, like, a million times before with nothing new. Again, that's not 
necessarily a bad thing because, again, this is someone else's first time. I was, like, I was barely out of high school when uh, this show started. Yeah, no, I was, like, starting college when this show started. So I am definitely not the target audience for this. May maybe slightly because I think Hasbro wanted lightning to strike twice with this with the MLP thing so maybe they wanted to catch some stragglers there but that also just seems like a like a hopeful thing like a fingers crossed kind of thing and they were going to do something like this with Littlest Pet Shop anyway it just kind of seems tailored to that so okay overall I like the song it's a pretty good song I just I'm just a little bored with the episode and it's it's not too exciting I'm kind of going through it a little fast but whatever so after the song Penny's worried about Zoe at the vet even though they know she's Faking it? And then Sunil has an idea, and Vinny says he knows what it is. Sunil says we should check on her, but Vinny says that we should use dental floss. Minka says that Sunil's right and that we should go check on her. Pepper adds uh, that they should also check out this hunk of kibble for themselves. And Sunil and Vinny don't want to be left behind, and Vinny says that dental hygiene is important. So young me is checking out a customer, and then after they leave, the pets faint to get them to the vet, even though they know Zoe's faking it, and they're faking it. They want to check on Zoe anyway. What? What? Sure. We'll go with that. Let's go. So at the vet, Dr. Jallo says he needs some backup with all these sick pets. Then the group stops faking and spots Zoe and follows her. They overhear Dr. Handsome Face offers Zoe a position as his nurse. Zoe at first rejects because she wants to pursue a career in entertainment, but then accepts because he's so handsome. The pets charge out and beg her not to, but Zoe asks what they're doing here, and they say they pretended to be sick to check on her. Zoe laughs that off as being something silly, but Minka's like, yeah, silly. So they beg her not to leave, but Zoe insists that Dr. Handsome Face is her soulmate and says if she has to give up Littlest Pet Shop, she will. The rest of the group gasps and Sunil wonders, where's Blythe when you need her? Blythe is on Mount Gigantor. I have decided to just do this to myself. Gigantor, Gigantor, Gigantor. The space-age robot. Anyway, so she's on Mount Gigantor. And Roger is attempting to build another igloo, but fails and curses Dirk Durkins, which causes an avalanche. The group gets pushed into a cave as the avalanche closes in on them. They hear a mysterious noise, and Roger faints. It turns out to be mountain goats. Led by a mountain goat by the name of Tenzig Norgoat. They offer assistance. Blythe asks about finding a way out. And Tenzig says that the way out 
is in, and that it is a perilous journey with two bathroom breaks. But nevertheless, they undertake it. So the mountain goats walked Blythe and an unconscious Roger, who was tired at the start of the day, so it, it makes sense, through the caves. Also, mountain goats do have the ability to just Spider-Man crawl all the way around. Like, stuff. Like, they walk across a tightrope just fine. And there's also a point where they're just, they're just upside down. Like, there's no pretense of, like, like an angle. They are just upside down. (laughs) And so they get out and Russell celebrates. But Russell wonders why Blythe is not as happy to be alive as Russell is. Blythe is a little disappointed because she didn't last a day and Mona lasted a year. But then Tenzig informs her that Mona never came here. She sent her assistant who only spent an hour here. Blythe is mad and says, I knew I should have cross-referenced Factopedia. But then Russell points out that if she didn't, they wouldn't have gone on this adventure. And Blythe agrees, saying that they literally pushed through Mount Gigantor. So the mountain goats leave, and Blythe wakes Roger up, who is having the president dream again. He said he had the best sleep ever. Mountain goats are kind of powerful, because, I don't know... He was asleep on one of their backs the entire time. And that was his best sleep. Or, or because it's Mount Gigantor, the inhabitants gain powers because it's Gigantor. And it's Mount Gigantor. What came first? Mount Gigantor or Gigantor? Well, okay, this is in the U.S. And... Gigantor is in Japan, I think. I think it's Japan. They 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 go on worldwide journeys. I think the episode we watched, the first episode, uh, like is about Antarctica. Maybe it has been a little while, but it keeps it keeps coming up. Maybe Gigantor is an element or an X-factor that manifests itself. Are are the mountain goats synthetic? Which would explain why they can walk on ceilings or are they just like super powered or both? It's, it's a whole thing uh, that... I don't I don't know if I have a good answer. But the basic idea is that Mount Gigantor is related to Gigantor because Gigantor has powers. Mount Gigantor also has to have powers that seem to affect the local uh fauna at least in what way is uncertain, but whatever. So back at the pet shop Penny is crying about not being able to see Zoe. Minnie says that they can if they get sick or hurt, but says he doesn't want to do that just to see Zoe. And they and he also starts crying in a pseudo ship tease moment. 
whatever. So Blythe comes back and wants to tell everyone about the adventure she had on Mount Gigantor. I am doing this to myself. But then asks what's wrong. Minka explains what's going on, and Blythe is concerned. So Zoe and Dr. Handsomeface are about to kiss, but Blythe interrupts. Zoe tells Blythe that she's going to be a nurse. Dr. Handsomeface asks, what's wrong with your hippopotamus? And Blythe points out that Russell is a hedgehog. Blythe tells Zoe that Dr. Handsomeface is a dog who lives at the vet's office and not a doctor. Zoe then asks, if he's not a doctor, how did he get the D and R in front of his name? So Dr. Handsomeface freaks out when he realizes that Blythe can understand him. Zoe chastises Blythe for making him less handsome. Blythe reiterates her point that he's not a doctor and you can't be a nurse. Zoe really believes in this, what with his looks and her voice, and then she sings, We Were Meant to Be Together. I'm not going to sing it, because I can't, I can't do justice to it. But Dr. Handsomeface might think so, because he asks, What was that horrible noise? Zoe says that it's her singing. Dr. Handsomeface asks her to make that noise again. Zoe complies, and Dr. Handsomeface looks into Zoe's mouth and diagnoses her with a throat condition to explain her horrible singing. This causes Zoe to snap and tell off Dr. Handsomeface and saying, like, if you were a real doctor, you would have heard that voice and said, diagnosis fabulous. And leaves with Blythe and Russell. Dr. Handsomeface reminds her to schedule a follow-up. And that's the end of that scene. So at the pet shop, Penny says that they're happy to have them back safe and sound. Blythe learns that she should double-check her sources, and Zoe agrees. But I'm not sure how that applies exactly to her thing. So Russell sneezes and says he caught a cold. Blythe needs to take him to the vet, and Zoe wants to come, but everyone else stops her, and that's the end of the episode. So, um, overall, the episode's alright. Like, it it has its moments. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. There's, like, some good continuity, some good jokes, good moments. It just falls flat for me. That that's just it. it. It's it's not as bad as the previous two episodes, but I I don't know. It's it's just a thing. But okay, one other thing I do want to talk about before I end the episode is the whole idea of a story B story and the whole escaping the bottle thing. So the A story is the vet story and it does a good job of getting the pets out of the pet shop rather well um yeah no that I I guess that's it that's just an example of what it is like there, there were previous episodes that did that like uh um what was it what's it called uh I'm going to have to look that one up again. Uh, it was called uh, Fish Out of Water. There it is. That also did a good job of getting the pets out of there. Uh, yeah. No, that that's just... That's just it. So, 
thanks everyone for tuning into this episode of the Littlest Petcast. Please be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Chat Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go. When uh, they go to Mount Gigantor. And be sure to tune in next time for the episode Pump Up the Panda. I will see you then. I just realized that Westworld with Animals is more or less Pokemon the first movie and Mewtwo Strikes Back. Because, I don't know, they make the clones and the clones fight the real thing. It's essentially that. Also, I know I haven't done one of these in a while, but I never felt it was warranted until now I didn't want to have to go back and edit that idea in so I just felt like doing this alright there we go see ya